0: hello and welcome to inspired your grown-up girl talk I'm Stacy please here this week as always with Samantha Tredelia. Samantha I I'm ready for a little I'm ready for a little inspo this week a little boost a little lift little little sunshine to start my Monday well you know what we've got, set, got set two, intentions for the week
1: we've got two blondes joining us so I already know it's going to be a phenomenal conversation so oh. let's do just- oh, yeah Four, four blondes. We're going to say we are all real blondes, but maybe we are, maybe we are. That's the
0: four non-blondes, but now we're just the four actual blondes. Yeah. Here we go. Let's do it. Let's Let's go. Let's start a band. Anybody? Anybody? All right. We won't start a band because you, Kelly, you and Melanie have already started your own company and we want to dig in and dive all, hear all about it. So we have with us today, Kelly Kreuzler and Melanie Petschke, who have an amazing, cosmetic company, but it goes far deeper than just cosmetics. So first of all, ladies, thank you. Welcome. So happy you're here. We have talked to a lot of people. We talk about what we're putting on our skin, whether it's makeup or lotions and potions and oils and and all this And I think one of the things that we all forget on a regular basis, at least me, I'm just going to talk for everybody because it's me, is that our skin is our largest organ, right? So I I forget that what I put on my skin gets absorbed into all other parts of my body. And this realization and this kind of understanding of that is sort of what started you down the path to start your company crunching. So I don't know who wants to start, but let's talk about sort of how the inspiration in your world came to be.
2: Sure. Yeah, I'll start. So, Mel and I met, gosh, 11, I don't know, a long time ago now, 12 (laughs) 12 years ago, 13, almost 13 years ago. And we, were on similar journeys of learning what you just talked about, realizing that what we put on our skin impacts our body and the and just the environment that we're in, the toxins that are in your environment impact you. And we were both on similar journeys and happened to meet actually at a mom's night out. I actually sat next to Melanie, didn't know a soul there, and we hit Kiss it off right away. Isn't that funny? I know. So we met and Mel was way further down in this journey of living toxin free lifestyle than I was. I was kind of still learning and Mel is a researcher and just love data and knowledge. She's a nurse practitioner, family nurse practitioner background. So she has that like healthcare perspective and that data and research gene. <laughs> so she <laughs> was way further in the journey than I was and really just taught me so much about living a healthy lifestyle. And we really started to Change over our entire lifestyles to be more toxin free. So we'd started with our food, organic foods, then it was cleaning products, then it was, you know, mattresses, and then it was this and that. And the one area that we could not find was clean beauty. We could not find a brand that was truly clean, that met Mel's criteria, right? After she did all her researching and really got down to the nitty gritty and still performed. We would find a clean brand and like, oh my gosh, the ingredients look great. This is safe. There's nothing potentially harmful in here. And then we would go to use that product and it was awful. I mean, the foundation wouldn't even smear. You would put makeup on an hour later. You'd be like, do I even have any makeup on? Like it just, I I feel like, I feel like
0: that's the precursor. Like the, the original health foods were the precursor to that. Do you remember like old school? How bad that like hell? You heard health food and you were like, "Mm, no, thank you. I will eat shitty. It's fine.
2: Yeah. A hundred percent. Totally.
0: have come a long way.
2: Yes, yes, we've come a long way. Yes. But that's how the clean beauty industry was. It's it's like if it's really clean, it wasn't performing. And so we were just so frustrated being like, gosh, why can't we find something that's safe? We don't have to compromise our health, but we'll still perform and make us feel, you know, confident and beautiful. And we kept trying different brands. We got greenwashed a few times. Are you guys familiar with greenwashing? No. Oh, oh, Mel. I'll let Mel talk about greenwashing. Yes. Oh, my gosh.
3: So it's true. So we started to take a look at what was out there at the time because there were super, super, super clean on paper brands. And then they just, as Kelly mentioned, that were a joke and so frustrating. And then obviously there was all the the things that we were tempted to move back to because they were, they were functional. They were conventional, but just did not check the boxes in terms of safety. But there was this category in the middle that would fool us and it would have a marketing that would make it feel like it was supposed to be clean or it was clean or it would have some sort of tagline or heading or something to catch you and think have you assume that it was on the safe side and then you would pull back the curtain and start to realize that actually it's completely just marketing and when you really look closer the the ingredients themselves were were potentially harmful and in that very concerning category, or they'd have maybe one or two products that were on the cleaner side, but then the rest of the line wouldn't. And so we were just constantly
0: disappointed with what was available to us on the market. Are you you saying that there were some big companies that were doing misleading marketing? Is that, I mean, I mean.
1: So here's what I love about you two is you look like a good time. So we could tell that your company, is fun. I was checking (laughs) out your Instagram. And we're celebrating, I think it's eight years, right? Yes. yes. I mean, hello, that's a big deal. Let's start there. But you've also got, you know, it's not just one item. You've got a whole assortment of things that you are putting out there. And it's great stuff. I received some of your lip gloss and lipstick in a, a bag at an event. And I was like, this is amazing. My daughter actually tried to steal it. I was like, no, no, no. So these last eight years, I mean, I'm sure you've had, I always like to dive in and talk about like, What are some of the hurdles and the struggles? Because it's not always peaches and strawberries as we know out there as entrepreneurs. So
2: what were some major like boulders that you had to kind of move out of the way? I think early on, one of the biggest boulders was finding people that believed in our mission, which was to have truly clean products that performs and willing to work with us. Everyone's like, you can't do it. You have to put these chemicals in, you have to put this in, you have to use plastic packaging. And we're like, No, if we're going to do that, we're just going to be a greenwasher. Like, what's the point? Like, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it the right way. And so we got early on, we just had so many doors closed on our face and finally found some manufacturers that believed in us and were able to start, you know, coming up with these products and these formulas. That was probably the biggest boulder that we overcame early on. And then I think since then, It's the continued commitment to those three things, safety, performance, and sustainability. Look, we would love to have like a full body line, you know, every single shade, this, that, you know, all these different things. But at the end of the day, like we won't bring a product to the market if it's not safe and perform. We can make products that are safe and don't perform, but guess what? We're not bringing it to the market. And we can make more products we can compromise on our ingredients and they'll perform, but we're not going to bring it to the market. So our standards are really high. And that is a great thing because it leads to our success and really loyal customers. But it's also really challenging from the formulation standpoint. And Mel can share some more about that.
3: Yeah, no, absolutely. Because the, the reality is, this I have really similar personalities and that we never settle. <laughs> and our standard just keep getting higher and higher. And that's across the board in terms of safety, in terms of performance, especially as innovation happens in the cosmetic formulation space and then when it comes to sustainability as well we're like we can do better we can do better this time let's look at this how can we make this cap even more sustainable how can we consider entering into a different area or different material that's infinitely recyclable Th- things like that so we we kind of bring it upon ourselves the challenges that we see but ultimately that determination is what really does set us apart and so we are willing to continue <laughs> to, to bring that upon us because we know that ultimately that is what attracts people to our brand. And once they kind of understand the the what's behind the curtain, and they realize that this is a genuine, this is not smoke and mirrors, this is not just for marketing. We're not throwing a splash of an ingredient in a product just to make the claim on the on the on the label or on the front of the packaging. It's actually quite the opposite. Because what's the purpose of bringing something to the market if you're not going to keep them coming back because it's amazing? Because they see their skin transforming because they like how they look when they look them, you know, if they look at them at the end of the day when they've. At a full day of of cosmetic, where we want people to believe in our products and to be able to experience that themselves, and they'll naturally come back on their own when that happens.
1: Well, and I think your your own best commercial, because both of your skins look phenomenal. <laughs> let's just Something. let's just say that. So I'm hearing, and I and I think a lot of us can, you know, really subscribe to this motion of, you know, it's not always easy being in the seat that you're in. But, you know, being true and staying on course to, you know, your principles and your core, you know, what the company and the brand is all about, I think has been really something that's helped build your momentum. And it helps build the brand and I think attracts people to it.
2: A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And I think it's one of the things that we just realized we'll never compromise on. That's who we are as a brand. And it is, it's non-negotiable is what we call it. It's a it. non-negotiable. Yep. Non- and, it dro- <laughs> and it drives so many decisions, you know, so many decisions. Um, But it's nice to have that kind of like guiding light because I've seen companies that had a guiding light and then they veered from it for whatever reason, you know, and you have to have that guiding light and stay true to it.
0: It does make it easier to go through that decision tree and come to an end point pretty quickly because, you know, it needs to fit in this box. But I, I want to talk a little bit about your backgrounds. Cause like I am a finance girl and I can sit there in the morning and put on makeup and be like, Oh, I wish this was clean. I wish this didn't have this stuff in it. I, okay, cool. And then I put it down and I go on my day and the next morning I put it on. It's not like I, it's not like I have the skill set to go, Hey, I'm going to like invent something. No, I can't like, let's be honest. I don't, it's not, it's not my, it's not in my DNA. So tell tell us a little bit about your backgrounds and how you go, yeah, let's fix this shit (laughs) and just do it.
3: I'm happy to start because (laughs) so Kelly and I not only met because we had the moms night out thing in common, but we actually were working together in the healthcare space at the time as well. So I recognized her from the office is because I was working as a nurse practitioner at the time and she was working in pharmaceuticals at the time (laughs) already. I know. And we both were in a position where we were so fed up with seeing constant illness <laughs> and a society where we're putting band aids on illness and pumping, you know, medications into, into you know, uh, patients and into healthcare. And, and the whole system is so backwards and broken. I mean, I went into the field of, of, prevention, healthcare prevention, the, the premise of being a nurse practitioner is I got to work on that preventative side, that health promotion, disease prevention side. And I got into it as, in family practice. And I felt like I had so little time to really focus on prevention. And so, so much of my day was helping treat disease. And it's, it's
0: whack-a-mole out there. Like, you know, you can't prevent. You're just dealing with what's in front of you today. Exhausting. And so
3: many layers and so many levels. And it's so, so many, you know, lots of room for improvement in that field. But when you know we were both in a position where there just was so much illness around us, and here we are raising these families and trying to make decisions for ourselves, for our own health, for our families and their health, you know, and Kelly had you know, illness and other things in her family and her face. And I had my in my face having patients come in, you know, fresh out of chemotherapy and radiation and lathering endocrine receptors all over their skin because nobody paused to talk to them about what they're putting on their bodies or what they're putting in their bodies. I mean, it'd come you know, home with these GMO filled (laughs) sugar bullets trying to to boost their nutrition. And it was a painful, painful thing to watch. So I think we both were really motivated to try to contribute on the the true health prevention side. And one thing that's great is that we can talk about clean beauty and we talk about sustainability and health of our people and health of our planets. But what's great is that we also have a platform to talk about it beyond just the, the skin and beyond Our bodies and beyond the planet it it leads to so many other conversations and helps people pay attention you know it might be a gateway into living a cleaner lifestyle a crunchy with a y lifestyle if you
0: want to (laughs) okay so let's talk about the name crunchy with an i how'd you come up with the name first of all i love it but like i it doesn't it like the the name doesn't immediately run to clean beauty products
2: Well, it's so funny you ask that question. That's the first time we've ever been asked that. No, we get asked that all the time. That's no, a great question. Exactly. Great question. Yes. And I will say the one thing about our name that's amazing is no one ever forgets it. I've never been asked. Wait, what 100%. Again, everyone remembers it. So crunchy. So crunchy with an I. So think about crunchy with a Y, right? So back in the day, that kind of had an urban dictionary definition of living a holistic lifestyle or living a lifestyle that you, you know, you cared about organic foods, you cared about animals and the environment. And what else am I missing on this smell Crunchy,
3: granola, yeah. Berkeley. It's no, Berkeley. Yeah, not
2: the, not the best. At the most glamorous. Yes. Yeah. Um, description or association with crunchy with a Y. So we used to call ourselves crunchy in disguise because we really valued those things as far as living an organic lifestyle, you know, caring about, you know, animal cruelty and the environment and, you know, what we put on our bodies, but we weren't, we didn't really look crunchy, you know? Yeah. So so long story short, we took the name crunchy with a Y, changed the Y to an I and made crunchy way more glamorous something that you can really be proud of to be crunchy because you care about what you put on your skin. You're a conscious consumer, but you're also a consumer that cares about performance and looking beautiful and confident in the products that you choose. So yeah.
3: I, yeah. I guess that's where it
2: came. So here's a good question for you. So it's, it's unique and interesting to have a relationship
1: with two friends that have a business. So Stace and I have been friends for 18, almost, I mean, we'll just call it 20 years. Okay. Yeah, just, you uh, 20 years. But I think for us, our success is where I'm weak. She's really strong and vice versa. And so, you know, when you look at partnerships and then you look at friendships and it's hard to work with your friends in a lot of ways, especially in this close proximity. Like, what are some of the things that one compliments the other with?
2: We are so different in so many ways, but also so similar, but same thing where we just compliment each other. I am very much the like, let's go. We'll figure it out on the way there. Come on, jump off with me. We'll figure it out. And I was like, whoa, let's That's get all sweet. the details. Yes, let's get everything organized. We need to think through this entire thing. We need to have a plan. So I need her and she needs me. And we really realized that our strengths, you know, and we acknowledge them and are very open about talking about them, too. Because there are times where I need to be told to slow down, <laughs> for sure. There's times where I needs to be told to, to speed up, you know. And so I think I think one of the things that makes us so strong as a as, as co-founders is that we're fully aware of those strengths and weaknesses too. So it's not like we view those as bad things. We, we're aware of our strengths and weaknesses and able to to better leverage them so that we can both really work in our genius and work and and work together. Yeah,
1: super grown ass woman quality, though, that a lot of women are still trying to figure out, you know, it's it's hard to say, like, I'm not good at like, I'm not good at being poised with my thoughts and feelings when I'm pissed off or I'm upset. So I will give them to fleece and be like, I need you to help me to draft this Email a little bit nicer, you know, she's got her all set, but it, it, you know, it's hard to realize that you're not good at stuff, but to be able to lean on somebody that you trust that you, you know, have so much similarities with that can help balance that. I think it's, it's unique and it's very cool. And it's definitely probably, you know, helps build the success of the company. A hundred percent. I mean, Fleece is also much more grown up than I am. Let's just be a hundred percent honest.
0: Oh, only a little, only a little, uh, but I am. I want to dig in a little on the gross part so hang with me here on your website you have a list like i don't know like two pages of banished ingredients like most of them i can't even pronounce i don't know what they are they're probably in half the shit i use so without going through all of them because jesus it's a lot because we could be here for days talking about this but like what are some of the things that this crap is doing to our bodies what am i what am i putting what am i putting in me Okay, so I'm going to try
3: to keep this short. I'm not typically good at...
0: (laughs) (laughs) There there is a lot there. Please, please go to the website and look at the list because it's... You
3: need to know that banishes on our website is just a whiff. Truly what is not permitted in our products. The list is of the tens of thousands in true reality. But we basically took the heaviest hitters, the ones you would find in the most conventional products on the market. And we highlighted those as just an eye opener to people that are trying to gain an understanding of what is this clean thing about? Is it real? Is it, you know, is it fear mongering? Because the last thing I to do is try to scare people into buying products. That's not what this is about. This is about awareness. It's about just trying to do a little bit better. Everybody's on this journey. Everybody's on somewhere on the spectrum. It's not an overnight transition. Everybody has their places where they pick their toxins and where they're not perfect. And that's okay. As long as you can make little changes, they add up over a lifetime. And the more we can teach our younger generations too to be aware of this stuff, the more garbage they have to deal with compared to when we were even growing up in a lot of categories too. So we just have to. That's kind of like my thirty thousand foot <laughs> view on it. I would say when you're talking about the breakdown of the most the most the most concerning ingredients, I would say there's a couple different areas that you can look at it to to really make a huge difference. Number one is when you pick up a product and it has a fragrance to it. Typically that synthetic fragrance and it's on an ingredient label and it says really just the word fragrance. What's terrifying about the word fragrance is that that's a loophole here in the United States where that can contain up to 3,000 plus additional ingredients that don't have to be disclosed on that label. So it's kind of like a little tiny window into unknown. And typically what is behind the curtain in that unknown are the things that make a fragrance or a sense last. There's have you ever had somebody hug you at a party and then you come home and you smell like a perfume for hours and hours or even days. Yeah. That's red flag. (laughs) That is the the example of an ingredient that is designed to hold that fragrance and it messes with our hormones. It's called an endocrine disruptor. And that is, you know, of all things we want to be messing with in our bodies, it's not our hormones, especially young children, especially teenagers, especially pregnant women, especially I mean honestly anyone we don't want to be messing with hormones, but that's just one one example. And when you have that in multiple products across the bay, I mean, the average person uses what, 10, 15, 20, I know there's stats on there, it, depending on the person. If it's me, it's like 40. Just kidding. So we, <laughs> <laughs> everybody's got this laundry list of, of, of products they use, which makes this laundry list of ingredients. So just by looking at fragrance alone and trying to eliminate that, you can be making a world of difference. And it doesn't mean it doesn't have to have scent. Now, there are things out there that are very transparent, and we know they are safer if you're using essential oils, just fragrant, you know, or natural raw materials oftentimes can have a great smell to them. But fragrance as an ingredient is probably the number one on the list in terms of the most potentially harmful to our bodies.
0: Are we not supposed to be using perfume of any kind? Oh, that's it. Yes. Is that a
1: whole
3: other episode? That <laughs> feels like another episode. <laughs> another episode. There are clean fragrance programs on the market, yes, but they are tricky. They are very So here's the
1: question. We have spent some time interviewing,
3: you know, women all over
1: the world. And some of the conversations we've been having are with some Canadian friends, and their rules and regs are so much different than our rules and regs. Because you guys are here in, in you're in California, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like why? As a United States of America, are we not adopting a better practice as far as the products
3: that are on our shelves? Like, hello, why are we misfiring here? No, I mean that's a that is a beautiful observation. Canada is worlds ahead of us. The EU is worlds ahead of of us. Most of (laughs) so many countries are so much farther ahead than we are. Now, we recently had some regulation changes. There's some laws that are going to affect. This some of them started already last December, some of them more into the summertime, but they're just kind of skimming the surface. So that's MOCRA. It's the new regulations that are in act in terms of the modern cosmetic acts. Un- unfortunately, they, okay, the good news is we're making progress for some in 80 years plus that they have. Isn't it crazy? So cheers to us for doing something, but there's this full gap that's being missed with this. So So it's a step, but we've got a long way to go. We can't just take a breath and say, "Okay, we're like everyone else." No, no, we still have a long way to go. It's it's backwards from other nations, you know. Really, ingredients in our it's a it's a complete unregulated territory. It's the wild, wild west. You have you have to you don't have to make any sort of proof that it's safe. It's kind of like assumed it's safe unless it's proven that it's not, and it's ba- it's completely backwards. How yeah, is it? it's just
1: it's like mind blowing once you start paying attention. And we've been having a lot of these conversations, and I'm just like you know, my God. And, and you're not seeing, you know, so many more people with health problems and so many more, you know, things are coming up and these kids and their skin and all this stuff. And it's like, yep. you know, we know what the problem is guys. Hello. And is it the lobbyist? I mean, is it the big companies that are really, you know, pushed, shutting the doors to the conversation because obviously it's going to, you know, affect our profits, I would assume.
3: Yeah. I think it's complex. I think there's a lot of layers to it. I, I'm, I am optimistic that we are <laughs> at least paying more attention at this point but you are correct in the United States our body burden uh which means you know all the cumulative effect of all of the things around us and don't get me started on food <laughs> that's a whole another chapter whole another episode we've got three now we've got ready to go yes yes it, it makes it it's a definitely a different conversation here than it is in other other nations with different structures. One of the things that we did talk about, and we've talked about it,
1: I mean, I keep going back to just the conversations we've been having as of late, you know, we as the consumers are really going to be the one who can help drive and dictate what's on the shelves, because we're going to be the ones that are buying it. So how do we get this notion in more heads of women when they're making a decision as to this product or this product? Like, how do we help them make that better decision?
3: No, I feel like that you just, you nailed it. We are able, we're in a position where we can vote with our dollars because there's nothing more powerful. And especially today where we can communicate in a platform such as social media and other places where maybe we can reach an audience that wouldn't have been able to be reached easily in the past or taken a lot longer, but just helping educate and bring awareness and encourage people, encourage consumers to do their research, encourage them to understand what kind of thought has been put into this product. Is this, is this is is this the real deal you know what kind of claims are they making is is it smoke and mirrors sort of situation how can, how can you really how can you really understand and the values and the mission behind the company why it started you know where they stand where they're headed what kinds of organizations they support what kind of beliefs they have in terms of in consumer safety and the environment and things like that and i feel like that can we can just encourage consumers to to do that. It seems like there's more and more of that happening now, which is great and and positive because hopefully we will continue to see changes as people start to boycott the ones they know are.
1: I think back to like, as a kid, you know, you didn't recycle, like you didn't have an extra garbage can. And then as we've gotten older, you know, here, I mean, we're in Marin County, so it's, you you have more other colors than regular garbage cans. But I spend time on the East Coast and in Florida, that's not the case. I mean, it's like people, you know, it's so it's mainly, you know, maybe these things are rolling out and it's taking time and maybe 20 years from now, it'll be a totally different conversation. But thank you to the both of you for starting the conversation and helping to push the narrative that hopefully, you know, we want to have a healthier world for all of us and our kids, you know, at the end of the day, I think, I think, right? I don't know. I do. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure we do. I'm pretty sure we do. I do want to touch a a little bit on some of the products because I, I know you guys just launched a new face oil and it's not, this is not just cosmetics. It's skincare. It's cosmetics. It's lip gloss. It's foundation. Tell us, tell me a little bit about the lip oil and tell me what your best sellers are. What should I try first? Let's go there.
3: You want me to take that out? So the lip oil is amazing and it's one of those one size fits all. You can't really go wrong. All the colors are are flattering on all skin tones and they just have a lovely feel to them. They're very hydrating. They come in sustainable glass packaging for those of It's not obvious. This is glass that we put it in. Uh, it might look like plastic, but don't be fooled. This is an investment intentionally because we are striving to use the least amount of plastic as possible. And at this time, 100% of our packaging, the primary portion is actually plastic free, which is a you know huge goal and milestone for us. Best sellers, hands down, what put us on the map is our foundation, our beautifully flawless foundation. It, we, how it, do, we it, know, how it,
0: do we know what color to buy? Like asking for a friend.
3: Okay, so... We recommend. <laughs> there's lots of ways that we can do this. You can ch- cruise the photos online and try to find your best match that way. We have an incredible base of advocates across the country that are that are able to help you as well. We've, you can reach out to a country support. We can help you pair to work with somebody, or we can help you directly. And mm-hmm. actually,
2: by the time this airs, we may have a new with on the website that's going to help with that question because we've got yes so that may be live i know it's going live shortly so we
3: also do have the challenge with skin or with samples such as foundation and things like that it's finding a way to do it sustainably is incredibly challenging so we had us we had a solution to packs we're like too much plastic we're putting out there we had another solution same so we we actually do have some leads on some pretty innovative Ways that we can go about that. So, we're super optimistic in the future in terms of finding other innovative ways, but we also have a great money back guarantee. So, if you end up with the wrong color and you've got a friend that doesn't want it, take it up (laughs) here. We've got to, we stand behind our products and we've got a a money back guarantee as well. You two are fantastic. I just, I am just fully subscribed. Kelly Mm -hmm.
1: Melanie Crunchy is the company. I am going to absolutely, I, like I said, have already had a little taste. And I will be definitely out there doing some more with the wonderful products. Foundation is a tough one. So I'm excited to check out and see what you guys have because it's one of those things that, you know, when you find the right one, you find the right one. We love what you're doing. We love that you're pushing the envelope in all the right places. We are so honored to be able to share just a few 30 minutes with you today. We hope that everybody else is out there this week and is inspired.